Welcome to True Independent Media, Real News Live. Good evening, wherever you may be across this beautiful blue green globe of ours. Welcome to Real News Live. It's the Friday Night Power Trio with all the guys. It is the Toxically Masculine Friday with me, your host, Mike Barra, in Seattle, Washington. Joined tonight, as always, by this dude over here, TV's Blake Wally, somewhere east of California, hanging out. Looks like you're hanging out in a strip club there or the bar. Uh, yep. Blake, and uh, I would assume the girls are coming in for night shift in a, in a couple hours. Well, how you doing, and what are you drinking tonight? I am not do not have an adult beverage. I'm just drinking a little water. What's up with you, Blake? Ah, well, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, running on fumes, but it's been a long day. But I'm going to power through it. It's great to be here. I am in a karaoke lounge, and yeah, we are going to get ready here, and hopefully they'll everybody will start showing up in an hour. And I am drinking Black Box Merlot. Black Box Merlot. Wow. All right. That is epically awesome. And of course, joined once again, joined as we always are once again by the guy below, uh, somewhere in the Carolinas, the brilliant Dr. Brooks Agnew. Brooks, how are you tonight? And what are you drinking? I am doing great. It's been a good Friday. Got a lot done. Got new tires on my truck. And I am drinking Flat Rock Bourbon on the Rocks. Flat Rock nice. Bourbon on the Rocks. That is epic. You are a man. I'm a wimp. I'm just drinking. Uh, I'm just drinking water. Uh, I've had a couple of migraines the last couple of days. It sucks. By the way, I'm wearing my Sedonia Face on Mars episode T-shirt from the Y Files. Did anybody watch the Y Files last night? The sixth Extinction episode. It was awesome. It was awesome. Did you guys watch it? No. Yeah. No. No. I saw it on, you bookmarked it. It's, it's a long episode and I'm looking forward to it. I think it's one of the longer episodes they've had, but uh, fascinating subject. I can't wait and I will watch it probably tonight after the show sometime. All right. It is, I, I wrote a huge chunk of it. AJ, you know, used more of my material than he ever does for these episodes. And it was, uh, I thought it was a great episode and uh, I really had a great time. He got tons of information out there that needs to be out there. And yeah, it was long. I mean, the script was actually longer. There's big chunks he had to cut out and it still went almost 40 minutes. So cool. it was rock and roll. It's been their most popular so far. It's off to a great start. It's like their most popular episode so far. In fact, all of my episodes have gone right to the top of their most popular episodes. So uh, I'm going to take a little pride in that. And wow, they're so talented. I went on the discord this morning for a little bit and talked and, um, with AJ and uh, Jan and, and Victoria and the group. And it was just really fun and uh, such a bright, uh, talented group of people getting 
information out about these subjects that we talk about, you know, the paranormal stuff. And uh, Brooks, I understand, if I'm not mistaken, that there may be a Hollow Earth episode coming up. Yes, we are writing a, a an epic Hollow Earth script. Yes. There you go. Nobody on the planet knows more about Hollow Earth than me, and they me to write a script. So, I I know, and I think that's awesome. And it's like it, you know, it, it's like you wouldn't want me to write it because you know what I would do, Brooks. I would buy your books, and I would talk to you on the on the phone, and I would I would watch your videos, and then I would say, okay, let's do that. So we may as well just have the the smartest guy in the world, Brooks Agnew, write the episode. So that'd be terrific, and. And, uh, you know, don't forget that you got to throw in the occasional hecklefish joke, okay? And and to give you an example, last night's epic hecklefish joke was about, you know, Uranus. He talked about how, you know, the four gas giant planets, you left one out, you left out Uranus. Uranus is full of gas. <laughs> and then you went on to talk about, you know, you could fit 63 Earths inside Uranus. 64 if you relax <laughs> anyway it's it's fucking hilarious uh the hecklefish has the human sense of humor of a 14 year old boy and we absolutely love it yeah lighten it up deb thanks for being here love you as always lee harris is here thank you rick norman is here you rock and roll rick uh except for the whole cincinnati thing you know it's interesting rick norman's a big football guy and before we get going on to the news tonight, I, I got into a I, I got into a dispute. I didn't really I mean, I didn't want to get into this much of a dispute when I um, when, when I started about Patrick Mahomes and who's the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. And anybody that watches football, you know who Mahomes is. And and, and I, I just noticed that there's this agenda and this could we could turn this into a little bit of, a, of an issue here before we get started that to make this guy out to be the GOAT. And I'm like looking at this guy and I'm going, yeah, he's really good. He's really good. Athletically, is he better than Russell Wilson? No. Russell Wilson was a better runner than he is, and he's every bit as good a passer, if not a better passer than Mahomes. Doesn't get the praise. Makes all the plays that Mahomes makes. But Mahomes gets way more credit than Russell ever did. Part of that is that Russell plays, you know, up here in South Alaska in Seattle. But, you know, I, I Russell didn't get a lot of love and i think part of it guys is because russell is an overt out in the open christian and he's never got a vote for most valuable player which is bizarre because he's led the league in passer rating one year led the league in touchdowns another year but everybody else i mean not even to get a vote it's not and now these things are voted on by east coast sports writers right but he didn't even get a vote much less win the thing when he should have won the mvp tour i mean if he had played in new york city he would have run it won it two or three times and i'm like what what is it with this guy mahomes because i went back and i've looked at his first two super bowls and he was frankly terrible they were lucky that they won the one game against the 49ers he made some plays but he didn't make the big plays in this last super bowl the refs were the ones who decided the game and he oh but he threw two fourth quarter touchdown passes to lead them to lead the comeback it's like Literally, guys, they were both they were both 15-yard dump-offs to wide-open guys. Their coaches schemed these running backs wide open for touchdowns. They were 15-yard throws. Blake, you could have made those throws. I could have made those throws. Brooks, you could have made those throws. So I'm, I'm looking at this, and I I think, and I'm just going to throw this, throw this out as pure speculation, that Tom Brady was the face of the NFL for 20 years, 
right? He was the goat. He was the face. And Aaron Rodgers was right there with him, but Rodgers didn't win as much as Brady did, possibly because he didn't cheat as much as Brady did. But that's another issue. So, yeah, there you go, a little football. So I'm going to throw this out there for – because, you know, Blake, you're my cultural guy. I, I think that they, because Brady just retired, they are desperately anxious to have a black guy as their new GOAT, as their new MVP. I think they're going to call this guy the GOAT. I mean, I, I see, like, I'm, I'm watching football on Twitter, and I, I'll see, you know, Mahomes step up and make a 40-yard pass downfield for a touchdown. And this guy will tweet, Mahomes is amazing, you know, as some NFL commentator. And I'll, I'm like... I saw Geno Smith make that exact same throw. Geno fucking Smith made the exact same throw two games ago. So it's like, I don't I don't get it. I'm not getting it. And I think the agenda is that they want to have a black goat because everything is so woke in the NFL. Remember, the NFL, this is the league who posted an advertisement, football is gay. <laughs> football, there might be some gay players in football, but football's not exactly gay, okay? It's about it's about as masculine as you get. So yeah, we're not talking about figure skating here. Right. Figure skating's gay. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, and this is pure speculation, do you think there's any validity to my suspicion that this guy is being promoted? I'm not saying he's not good. He's very good, but he's he's not the best player of all time, and he's wilted on the biggest stage a couple of times. He got outplayed by Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl that they won. If it wasn't for the refs, Eagles might have won that Super Bowl, and he'd be one or two. I mean, am I am I crazy, or do you think it's possible that they could be deciding they want to pivot right away from white in-the-pocket quarterbacks to run around black quarterbacks as the new GOAT standard? Am I am I crazy, or is that something culturally you could see a yeah, that's, 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 that's an observation Rush Limbaugh made. It cost him his seat. Oh, but, yeah? You know, it, it, this is uh, it's something that everybody sees. Everybody sees this happening, and you're, you're exactly right. There's, uh, uh, you know, critical racist theory going on in football. There is. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and Blake, this is not where I wanted to go to start it, but I just. No, what do you think? Do you think I'm crazy, or do you think there's something to this making Mahomes the new goat? I mean, to, to you know. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, he's, he's. I guess you know he's a marketable guy, and they they put him in the commercials and stuff. He's likable. He's won a couple of Super Bowls. You know, yeah, he does have a lot of talent. He's got a, you know. Yeah, he was that prototypical like first round guy, and he's got a brilliant head coach, and they, you know, so he's be very good. And yeah, there is I guess kind of a vacuum without uh, Brady, but uh, yeah, there's I don't trust anything with the NFL and how they're doing. It, it, it's all you know woke stuff that they try to throw in there wherever they can. It may be a coincidence, but there might be uh, something to it as well. So. I don't know, but we'll see how they uh, roll out the uh, the next uh, season. So we'll see yeah, how that that's the, that's the other thing. Also, Patrick Mahomes, he, he walks like a girl. I mean, his thighs touch when he walks. He walks like this back to the huddle. I mean, he walks like a girl, so I'm like, okay, great player, but why does he walk like that? Yeah, he's um, a little weird. Wilson, Wilson's well, kind of weird, too, isn't he? Doesn't he have, like, uh, like his? they don't have his phone number or something with his teammates? Is that a true story? Well, there's know? these – There's story that you know his teammates didn't like him or were jealous of him in seattle and some of that's come true but you know the reality is seahawks never win a super bowl or get to a second or third one without russell wilson i mean you know pete, right. pete carroll's record 
Pete Carroll's record, his first two seasons in Seattle without Russell Wilson was like 18 and 29. So, you know, gee, magically you get this quarterback who could do these amazing things and throw the ball all over the place. Um, and, and you know, they, they go to the Super Bowl. And there was some pushback, some stuff coming out of the locker room a few years ago that some of the players didn't like Russell Wilson because he wasn't black enough, they said. It wasn't black enough, and as, which is insane that anybody would say something like that in this day and age. And you know, as as uh, Paul points out, Mahomes' mother is white. His father's a former New York and Minnesota twin. Is is black, and um, you know, I, it's weird. I've never seen it like this, guys. Where a sport pivoted from one greatest player of all time to another, like within a year, that would be like when Michael Jordan retired. Them saying, "Oh, Tim Duncan is the greatest player of all time." You know, no, he's not. He's a really good player, but he's not better than Jordan. And I, I just, it feels like agenda, it smells like agenda to me. And when I smell the agenda, I think it's something to watch culturally because something weird's going on. Speaking of agendas, Dr. Brooks Agnew, my YouTube feed and my Twitter feed were filled with Ukraine is winning bullshit this last week i mean it started on tuesday and it was ukraine 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 destroys russian tank you know russian tank destroyed oh they, they destroyed one tank if it's even a real video they destroyed one whole tank and uh let me let me show and what's completely overlooked is what actually happened in ukraine this week which is that the ruskies oh yeah that's the other thing oh they're they're hypersonic missiles were, all, were shot down. They were all, they were all, the video of them being shot down. I was like, I'm looking at them, I see explosions on the ground. It's like, this doesn't look like it was shot down to me. It looks like it hit where it was going. But this is what happened in Ukraine this week. Let's do a little screen share and uh, take a look at what happened, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday. This is what you call sending a message, guys. This is sending a message. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Let's get out of here. Oh, Look at this. You bet this tooth is cool. Look for him. Oh, Whoops. Sounds like ammo going off in sub separate sub explosions um, after that. So um, that, as they say, gentlemen, in Hiroshima, it's kind of a big explosion. Um, it's been rumored that that was a ammo dump of $500 million. And our lovely remote viewing friend, Jen, Jennifer Faladori, who we love so much, said, oh, there's more than that there. They had money there. They had shit tons of 
paper cash buried in that location. And that's why Putin hit that particular one. Whatever was there, it's gone now. Brooks, what do you think about? Oh, I forgot. We should go to our, we need to go to our Ukraine. <laughs> We're going to talk about Ukraine. We got to put our flag up. Well, there, there, there's also more to it. That was the second uh, ammo dump that they hit. The first one vindicated a story we broke about, I think it was three or four weeks ago. We broke a story that uh, depleted uranium rounds had made their way into Ukraine. Right. And they had not been shot at Russians yet because the Russians drew a red line several months ago that said, if you use those against us, we're going to consider that a dirty bomb and we will respond in kind. Well, that ammo dump was blown up, and guess what? It was radioactive. Yep. They blew up the depleted uranium rounds, and they got caught. Everybody got that radioactive signature. So, the, yeah, this is not good for the Ukrainians. Uh, the Ukrainians have lost a tremendous number of troops, a lot of armor. Uh, they also are getting very close, at least Volodymyr Zelensky is getting very close to sitting down at the table because he realizes that the land that they wanted to take, they are no nowhere even close to taking than they were uh, nine months ago. In fact, there are more Russian forces, troops, and uh, armor in those states now than there ever have been. They're that far away. So you have to remember that these two forces are fighting for two different things. NATO, forget about, forget about you, what Ukraine's fighting for. NATO is fighting for land. They want those five states. Uh, Victoria Newland wants Crimea back so bad she can taste it. And if she can get it, that's what she's going to go for. But the, the Russians are not fighting for land. The Russians are fighting for people. And that's why these two forces cannot get on the same playing board. The other thing is that the, the Patriot missile batteries that were set over there, they were all set up and ready to go. And the Russians decided to penetrate those areas that were protected by the Patriot missiles. And whoever was running the Patriot batteries panicked. They went, ran through about $150 million worth of, worth of anti-missile uh, missiles in about 20 minutes and the russians ended up severely damaging they say that that they damaged it they destroyed the patriot missile battery so they don't have good defenses against it they panicked they fired they said hit it all hit it all fire everything uh but the russians went right through it and destroyed the patriot missile battery so this was a big moral victory it was a moral uh loss i guess for for nato and their forces so we're gonna see in the next few days you're gonna see this try to move toward a settlement and by the way this goes back to the cnn appearance of uh, president trump where caitlin uh, tried to get him to uh say publicly that he wanted Ukraine to win or Russia to win. And he said, it's not about winning. It's about stopping the killing, stopping the dying. And that's what the audience responded to. And it wasn't just the audience that they had, by the way, CNN had handpicked to put in the audience. It was the millions of people that watched it as well. We all felt the same thing. You're right. It isn't about winning or losing. It's about stopping NATO from this uh, conquest of Russia. Yeah, um, 
Brooks, are you in a different location in your home? No, I think your your camera's just on mirror, Brooks. Uh, your mirror. Uh, your I can fix that. I can we, fix, we, that. We can fix that. I think that's what's going on. Yeah, and you know, again, if we're, there we go. That now he seems normal, right? Now there we are. Um, yeah, and you know that that's the thing. If um, there's not going to be any spring offensive against in NATO offensive because no. the two main ammo dumps have been obliterated. Well, by... not only that, we're talking about spring. So in the spring, you don't get off the roads. If you're going to fight, you don't get off the roads. You don't just take a tank and go charging across the farmland because you're going to bury it to the axles. That means that come eh, mid-April, but certainly May, especially in the two northern states, the war goes to the air. And when it goes to the air, the Russians are going to win. That's why they're talking about sending F-16s over there. But they're not really good. They're talking about it, but they're not going to. They're not going to send American pilots over there, and they're not going to train Ukrainians how to fly F-16s. Not in this war. Well, the thing is, too, is the F-16. It's like that falls under the category of you can't polish a turd. I mean, it's 1975 technology, and no matter how much you update the avionics. It's still the same airframe, and it's limited compared to what the Russians have. the 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 MiG twenty nines, the SU twenty sevens, the SU thirty fives, all those are are superior to the F sixteen. Yeah, and, and that, that's using their the full gamut too. They're using drones. They're using hypersonic missiles. They're using cruise missiles. And by the way, uh, I don't know if it was the Poles or the Romanians, but they launched a cruise missile. The uh, Russians shot it down. They didn't destroy it. They shot it down, and they realized what it was. It was a cruise missile launched by an aircraft that came out of Poland or out of Romania. And those people have to be sweating spinal fluid right now because those are NATO states that just stepped into the war. Yeah, yeah, and they should just step out of the war right oh, now. Yeah. By the way, guys, something going on with uh, Rumble. I I did not activate it. Let me see if it's been activated and the stream is running now. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's now working. Um, my apologies. First part of the show got cut off because I did not activate Rumble in the stream yard. You know, you know how it is, Blake. You set up the streams, right? You have to also then turn all the channels on. I... I put the stream in there for the Rumble channel, but I didn't activate it. So uh, I'm sorry about that, guys. Oh, I, I might. Yeah, I hope I didn't toggle yeah. it. Sorry about no, that. No, I blame you. I blame you, yeah. Blake. I really do. No, no, it was, it was brand new. It was brand new. I forgot that when you set it up, you also have to, right before the last thing you do is you have to activate the channel. And I just forgot to activate the Rumble <laughs> channel. So, uh, um, well, there's, guys, there's, a little, there's a little more to this than just military, because as you know, uh, Ukraine is Uranus. <laughs> well, when it when it comes to the center for human trafficking, for drug trafficking, for money laundering, Ukraine is the epicenter. And the Davos crowd, the, the global syndicate, they have not taken all the money that they want to take. And they have a lot of money banked in this area. A lot of stuff is crisscrossing and and what did I say, pivoting in Ukraine. The fact that this is now on the table for a loss puts all of them in big trouble. And right now, they don't have the money. They don't have the money because there's a stress on the long-term treasury market that it could mean the end of the U.S. economy in a way we have never seen before. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I, you're, you're right. A settlement 
in Ukraine would be the end of the cabal because that is where they're laundering all their money through. However, if it is true that they had gold or silver or, or you know, fiat cash stashed the famous Barack Obama pallets of billions of dollars in those two sites, bye-bye, you don't have that money anymore. And what are you going to operate on? And I, I do think, you know, I, I don't think this this is over, but I think, I think that the alliance has them on the ropes and we're pounding the shit out of them like George Foreman and Ron Lyle at this point. Only they're not throwing any more punches. So it's more like it's more like Ken Norton and George Foreman, you know, Ken Norton sat there like this. Uh, a long time ago. Obscure fight reference uh, to there on that one. I, I I know, and and so I want to get Blake's opinion on Ukraine a little bit. Um, and then we'll go, and then I do want to go right to what you're talking about with the Treasury because the economy would be the next thing. Uh, the other thing too is I don't know. That looked like it could have even have been a small nuke. Uh, I think you would have gotten more of a flash and more of a more of a shockwave, a horizontal shockwave. If it was yeah. a nuke. Am, I, am I right about that? But it could have been a nuke. Uh, that, that's one thing I, w- I wondered about, too, because when you get these big blasts like that, you usually get about a half a mile or a one mile shockwave. It's yeah. seen by the camera. You can see it coming yeah. across the ground. Yeah. I didn't see any of that. No. No, and there wasn't the blinding flash either. So uh, I think we can just we can say it's not a it was not a nuclear weapon, but whatever it was, it was big, and that ammo dump is no more. And and again, you're absolutely right, Brooks. The Germans found out you, you can't fight in Ukraine in the spring because your no. tanks get bogged down in the mud. You got to so stay on you, the roads. You, you got to stay on the roads, roads, which makes you roadkill for the superior air force, which in this case is the Ruski Air Force. Part of me hopes NATO does send all these guys in these big columns up the road because well, I love not only that, that you, you blow up a couple of pieces of armor on the road, road is blocked. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you hit the first two and you hit the back two, and then you just it just becomes roadkill. Yeah. You know, mother of all roadkills. Yeah. Uh, Germans found that out in the World War II. Right, and you don't want to have that kind of thing happen. You don't want the lives to be lost, but it do- Blake, it does feel to me like we're on the brink of this having to be settled because it's they're really i think what's staring nato in the face right now is crushing defeat or a negotiated settlement um you got a little twist here because the people that are going to make this negotiation are also possibly going to be under indictment for accepting bribes you got four people in well one in the defense department and three in the state department that uh that have shown up on the radar and they may be impeached. They may be gone. So then you have to send Trump in, (laughs) (laughs) which would really humiliate him. So let's, um, I want to pivot to, I do want to pivot to the uh, treasury stuff. First of all, I want to get Blake, anything you have to say about Ukraine and what, and what you know about it. And then I also want to get into that. Let's go to the Durham report and then we'll hit the treasury stuff at the end. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, that was sure an odd looking explosion. It was weird. Like that flame was just kind of like hanging in the air for a really well, long, yeah, the, the long mushroom, time. I don't the know mushroom cloud what that was, is. The yeah. mushroom cloud was nuke like. I mean, that is a big explosion. Anyway, go ahead. Uh oh. Oh no. Did I freeze Blake? Oh, he's down to a he's down to a red bar. Oh, there we go. There, there you are. are. There you are. You're back. Oh, You're good. 
All right, hit it. I think there's some weird weather going through here, so I might be uh, losing my signal. But uh, yeah, this, this war obviously can't be going uh, too well, and it's uh, it's not going to be worth it. And they're going to, uh, uh, yeah, as Brooks brings up too, with, uh, there's corrupt people. I'd say corrupt country, the most corrupt country in Europe. And we've, yeah, funneling money. Uh, they had a, one of their members of the Supreme Court, I believe it might have been, it was caught in a scandal. And then you've got how many politicians here that could be uh, caught with their hand in the cookie jar. So uh, just going to lose its uh, thunder, I guess, and its enthusiasm as they continue to funnel billions. And it's uh, not, uh, they're losing on every turn. So that's really about all I have to say about that. I think there was some more, I don't know if there was an update on Bakhmut. Uh, Brooks could uh, speak to that. I don't yeah, know if they Brooks, uh, took Brooks that over. The Brooks well, Agnew Power Hour. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Bakhmut. Uh, <laughs> Bakhmut's kind of a not really significant other than it has a big airport and it's a it's a more of a symbolic loss for Ukraine than anything else. But that that secures Kyrgyzstan. I mean, that, that whole region right there hinges on Bakhmut. That's why they've been fighting so hard in that area. But it's just pockets of resistance. So about, what was it, eight days ago, maybe, they unleashed an incendiary uh, barrage on Bakhmut, and they fried all of the cover where they've been hiding in cellars and, you know, basements and stuff of buildings that have been bombed out. You know, they kind of burrowed a little hole down in there. They fried all that stuff. So Bakhmut is, uh, I think, completely destroyed. It's going to have to be rebuilt from the ground up. Yeah, yeah, with um, you know a bunch of Russian um, Russian population. Now, I want to go to something else because, uh, of course, I do not have it on Twitter to show people because I didn't I didn't prepare it properly. Well, okay, you know, I was in, I was taking a nap, but um, I was told as part of the Jasara agreements, which we don't really talk about on the show all that much, and Brooks is not on board necessarily, and Blake doesn't, you know, he's not sure. I I was told, like in 2015 or 2016, that as part of the Jasara agreements, that Russia was going to be ceded Crimea, the parts of the Ukraine that they're holding now, and the Baltic states. And, and Jen has read and said the Baltic states are very corrupt, almost as corrupt as Ukraine. So they need to be cleaned out before this is all over. And today this week, I think it was a Russian defense minister came out and said, Brooks, I don't know if you spotted this, and if you want to start talking, I can go look for it, came out and said, as far as he's concerned, the Baltic states are part of Russia. Do you make anything? I mean, I really, I really think when they say that, you should, people should listen. But do you know anything about that? You want to elaborate I, on that? I don't. I mean, there are a couple of economic things. NATO went in and made deals with these people on loans early on. This is back in the 2012, 2013 days when Moldova and Latvia and, you know, they were needing money to develop the resources. And so the transatlantic banks, namely the IMF and the World Bank, went in there and made deals with them. Only the top like one and a half percent of the country actually made money on that deal. The people lost out big time. But NATO got to hang their sign there. Uh, Medvedev is saying, you know, all that money is spent. So as far as they're concerned, Belarus and Moldova and all these places, they're all they all belong to Russia. And it's true. They're all populated with Russian people. They're loyal to Russia. 
it's it's only a matter of time before that switches and it, it might be violent but i don't think so i think it's going to be economic um yeah and i'm looking I, I, again i'm getting all this stuff about how russia's influence is slipping away and the baltic states are taking kaliningrad back you think vlad is going to sit around for two seconds and 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 see kaliningrad not as long as oil stays above if, if oil stays above 60 bucks a barrel and it looks like it's going to for the rest of the year that's not going to happen russia is not going to run out of anything and um the other thing too is what a great way to provoke russia into invading the baltic states than to try to steal kaliningrad and again you know you're right i i, I think estonia latvia lithuania probably should be like somewhat sovereign independent substates of of a greater russia but i mean it, i just gotta say you can believe jasara or not but everything is lining up from a geo geopolitical standpoint exactly as i was told in like 2015 well yeah something has to happen i mean i'm coming more on board mike i'm coming more on board because something has to happen because we're what a week and a half away from hitting the debt ceiling in the united states which means we default Technically speaking, we default. And Trump was absolutely brilliant in this last interview because uh, Caitlin drew him out on it about about the default. And he said, well, you might as well do it now. I mean, it'll be easier now than yeah, it will be later, and it's going to happen later. So yeah. Trump is a businessman. He knows he can go back at the debt holders and make them take a haircut. That's what he calls it. and And it's probably true. And you, when you couple that with the fact, and we've already had, what, six major banks go under, mm -hmm. and not because the bond has failed, it was failing, but it's because the, the depositors moved their money. The depositors were savvy. They knew what was going to, going to happen, and they moved their money out of those banks. They didn't want to be taken down. So that's what actually took, like, Credit Suisse and uh, Silicon Valley Bank, it was the depositors that took those banks out. But the banks were in trouble because they have all this money in long-term bonds. And the long-term bonds are the sort of, of Damocles for Jasara. And you need short-term cash to pay long-term bonds. I make your payments on them, right? And so, yeah, the sort of Damocles for, for Jasara. So, and so... Um, why don't we go to the treasury bond story? You wanted to talk about the treasury bonds tonight. Um, or, well, or, I mean, because I keep hearing that U.S. Treasury is holding up the financial reset. They're trying to prop up the stock markets. How are these stock markets still not collapsed? I, but it's being dumped. I mean, the, the U.S. Treasuries are being dumped. And we already have whole nations, not the least of which is Saudi Arabia, Dealing in oil, not in dollars. Mm -hmm. So this is this is the Achilles' heel to the to the whole U.S. Treasury bond market. If there's a fire sale, and you know what a fire sale is like, a special deal today, you know, twenty five percent off. If that happens, and we're hours hours away from this happening because we're coming up on June first, which is when the United States of America goes insolvent for the first time since it's refounding in 1871 uh this is this is when the entire financial system collapses all debt gets washed away 
that's that's the core of Jasara. Run your credit cards up. <laughs> this is not financial advice, but you know that's uh, that that's that's what some people would do in that situation. Yeah, a fire sale to me is you know everything ninety percent off. Going out of business sale, and that's yeah, going out of business sale, right? Blake, you got any thoughts or comments on this? I mean, I, I know you watch the the banking sector a little bit on your on your show, the Next Level News, and the uh, Agree to Disagree show you do with Brian during the week any thoughts on what's going on financially before we move on because these things are all connected you know the durham thing is connected we're going to connect something else with this background picture i've got up there that you can barely see in a minute what do you think blake i mean are how comfortable do you feel with people taking banks down by taking their money out i mean the bank runs are starting right yeah, sorry, I think I cut out there. Yeah, it's the financial system is a huge mess. It's going to be years of pain, at least. There's really no way out, and there's nothing the Fed can do. And as Brooke says, we're facing the uh, the debt ceiling here June 1st. I don't know if we're going to default, and people aren't using the dollar anymore. Like, all signs are pointing towards pain. So Jasara would be a wonderful thing to come in and save the day. Otherwise, um, we're going to be in a lot of trouble, and I don't know how they're going to get out of it without, you know, doing something drastic like getting rid of the Fed. Um, but I, we're a long way from having that uh, conversation unless it uh, collapses. I don't know. They're going to try to keep it propped up as long as they can. We'll see what kind of tricks they can pull uh, at the last minute before we Memorial Day weekend when the government's defaults but um we'll see yeah in the stock market it's we have it on a lot the financial news i keep an eye on it even though i'm not really that much invested in it but uh it's weird how it's just kind of hovering it just seems like it should be uh another leg to drop at some point but it's still there but uh there's nothing good about it there's not, nobody should feel good about the situation that we're in no and the thing is <laughs> is it is it what you know, we, we got to hope Nassara Jasara is real because what they promise is a quick recovery from what could be the next great depression if we're allowed, if it's allowed to go. But keep in mind, you know, um, the purpose of all this, I guess, I guess the way to cure this kind of financial collapse is to pivot, as I keep using that word tonight, pivot to a asset-backed currency or a gold-backed currency. Yeah, it, the key is assets, land, gold, silver, that's what we did not have in in you know 1928 the the middle class didn't have assets we had stock you know we had uh money in the bank but we didn't have assets land gold silver that's what the wealthy were doing the general public was not doing that but this time the general public has been doing that we have been buying land. We have been building stuff. Buying silver. own a lot of stuff. So this depression is going to be slightly different in the sense that the government is actually going to own nothing. The people will own everything. Yeah. It'll be exactly the opposite of the Great Reset yes. if we do it the right way, which will be, which will be marvelous. Because, look, economies always prosper when people are left alone to make their own decisions. You know, I, I heard somebody, I think it was Thomas Sowell or somebody else wrote this once, capitalism isn't even an ism. It's just what people do naturally if you leave them alone. And, yeah. and that means that we will naturally make the best decisions for us and our families and our communities and our country if we're just left alone without interference. It's interference from governments that cause the up and down cycles. And so, 
you know, again, the most prosperous period in American history is when Andrew, I think it was at, at Jackson, when Andrew Jackson, who, by the way, you know, Trump had up on the Oval Office wall there on it, you know, his favorite president. What did he do? Got rid of the central bank. He got rid of Jackson the bank. And no of, bank. Uh, the bank, Jackson the bank the and United no States. bank. That was yeah. his motto, Jackson and no bank. He took a bullet yep. for it. Yep. But, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because uh, it was it's a great thought that um, the banks think they own everything, mm -hmm. but they don't because money is not value. It is what is created, and we're the creators, that make that stuff. And it's when, like you talk about government manipulation, look what happened during the lockdown. $4 trillion changed hands in two years. $4 trillion. Five, uh, was it? 500 new billionaires were created in the United States in two years. That's called government manipulation. That, that's exactly what happened. It was engineered to destroy the middle class. Right. Well, I got news for you, Bubba. We survived. And this debt ceiling that's going to hit us on June 1st, the Democrats still think it's a political victory. It's not. It's an economic victory. Well, that's an interesting question. Now let's, let's start with you, Blake. Let's, so far, the Republicans appear to have balls. They're not negotiating on this, really. They're not let. They're not agreeing to this. Like you say, we have about eleven days left before we once again hit the debt ceiling. What happens if, for once, we don't come to an agreement? What happens if, for once, we don't raise the debt ceiling? Then the U.S. defaults, the cabal collapses. You know, there are people who say Kevin McCarthy is under. He's got a gun to his head. He's under specific instructions as to what he's supposed to do and not do. This could be the play. And yeah, over the short term, all oh, Republicans refuse to extend the debt limit and and, you know, therefore the Republicans are to blame. I, you know, frankly, I think the next election is so far away. We don't need to worry about that. And Trump just greased the skids, like you said, Brooks, on the CNN interview. He said, well, so what? Yeah, so what? Let it happen. So what? Yeah, we'll start so over what? from scratch and do yeah. better this time. So I don't know, Blake. I mean, what do you think politically? I. I don't think it would really hurt the Republicans. Not that I give a damn about the Republicans. Um, I don't think it would hurt their. I don't think anybody's going to get blamed for it because they're going to be so busy trying to keep our heads above water for a few months. It won't matter, right? I mean, we won't know who to blame, will we? Well, yeah, I mean, we're just like propping up a, a failing system and it's never going to work and we're never going to get out of the, the debt. Uh, I don't know if the market cycle can return this is just like we've, we've played every hand and there's just nothing left that they can well, do except prolong it and the system is cracking so maybe we should just default and then we give a few months we can start talking about a, a new kind of financial system going forward because this one uh, isn't working anymore it's way too overly complicated with uh, and they've just been playing games they've turned it into a casino uh, it doesn't have to be like this. We don't need to live, live like this, and we shouldn't. So I'd love to see yeah, the debt wiped out, and we have plenty of resources. We'll be fine. We just won't be able to uh, run the empire. We won't have as much uh, corruption. It'll take a while to uh, rebuild, but we'll be so much stronger. And that would uh, maybe we'd get people to come together on this. I don't know. 
but uh, there's 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 more pain ahead before it gets better. So yeah, let's get well, it done. And, and that's the thing. They make the system complex so that they can corrupt the system and steal from yeah. you and find ways to to get money out of you. And 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 without all that, it's like, we're, are we going to miss that? I'm, I'm not going to miss that. Oh. Yeah, well, so, I mean, you do what every corporation does. What do we have? 652 agencies, departments, bureaus, and administrations. Do what every yeah. corporation does. Okay, we're going to reopen, but we're only going to reopen with 200 of those. 400 of them are going to be closed until further notice. And by the way, boys, all of them are extra constitutional. They are all illegal. The new no. The only reason they're allowed to exist is because the United States is in a constant state of emergency, which is, allows them to have these sub-agencies created as part of the New Deal. So we have been under a state of emergency in the United States since 1932 or 33. There you go. Um, That's what it says. And, and guess what? If, if All that has to happen is for whoever is president is to cancel the state of emergencies, all of them. And no more federal agencies, no more FBI, no more IRS. I mean, you no have more. the departments of state and defense, you know, those, the original ones from 1776, but the Department of Monuments, the General Services Administration, the Department of Education, General Accounting Office, Department of Energy. Yep. Yeah, they need to go away. So, I mean, I don't see that as a bad thing. And, and it's, um, it's a definite, I mean, we do, it does feel like, guys, I think that we are on the brink, hopefully this summer, of this sort of, you know, major turning point. I hate to say pivot point, but I keep saying it in, in the way we think about our country and our planet. I really, I really do think we're right on the verge of it. I, whether we go through with it or not, I don't know. I wrote a book called The Choice in 2010 that says we will go through with it. So they better make me look smart and do that. But yeah, no more <laughs> FEMA, no more education. Um, you know, no, none of this stuff, it would all just go away. So um boys dog too says you know mccarthy has a legacy as well and doesn't want to be the speaker when the usa falls he's going to do everything possible to keep us afloat maybe unless he's accepted the role if he's going to be the guy in charge when it all comes down maybe yeah, we don't know mccarthy's approval rating yeah he's up he's up 18 percent. i would yeah. say biden is in the mid-20s right and, and the other thing too uh big dog is that um big dogs too is that you're assuming that that matters, that like there's going to be another regular election and then Kevin McCarthy is going to stand for it. You know, some people said Donald Trump was brought in as a, a corporate baron to dismantle the corporate government of the United States and get everything ready to dismantle that corporation. It's a business. Break it up. Get ready to get rid of it. Set everything up. And that's what he's going to do. And then he's going to walk away. Same thing could happen to Kevin McCarthy. So um and it's interesting here we go again i hear stories like this guys i know one person personally who had her credit cards and her student loan of seventy-eight thousand dollars zeroed out it's real it's how that's supposed to happen under nasara wow so i hear these stories i want to see the bank statements i want to see these things from people um and i wish it would happen to me but you know there we are <laughs> well um, you know here's the thing if you have your credit card zeroed out you're going to end up paying taxes on that. 
theoretically, if there's an IRS, correct? Yeah. Well, theoretically, it's income. If you if you have a twenty thousand dollar credit card bill zeroed out, uh, that's considered twenty thousand dollars of real income. So you're going to pay taxes on that, but that's way less than paying the twenty thousand. Well, that's true, and I would just tell the IRS, well, gosh, I don't agree with you. Um, you know, <laughs> I, we had an agreement. They canceled my contract, and I didn't get anything out of it. So thanks. Bye. Have, you know, have a good day. And, and by the way, Laura Mills, no, I didn't have a credit card zeroed out. I paid it off. So oh. I, I don't owe any money to anyone. I have no debt. That's great. I hope to be in that situation very soon myself. Uh, I don't have any debt, but I would love a huge inflow of cash. Well, that's the whole currency reset thing. And we're going to kind of, we're not, we don't like to talk about that on Friday nights unless Mark Z is with us, which he's not with us this week. Okay, guys. So I want to pivot again. I'm using that word again to another subject, which is that Big Ben did not chime this <laughs> what? week. What? It did not chime at the top of the hour. I think it was 12 noon. Do I have an article on this? Let me go look it up. Uh, you oh, mean that. the man formerly known as Prince? Yeah, uh, the man. Yeah, the man formerly known as Prince did not. Uh, Big Ben wouldn't bong. Yeah. Wow! No bong. Oh my yeah. gosh! Uh, gosh, I don't have it. Where did I? Where What's did I leave London going to do without a bong? Um, but this goes to um, guys. This goes to. I hate to say it again, but it comes back to Chisara. I mean, supposedly King Charles, I can't not call him Prince Charles, um, <laughs> is going to be deposed. He's not He's not a real king. He's going to be the last king of England. And would Big Ben not chiming on time have anything to do with that? Blake, what do you think this means? I mean, does this mean that Joseph Gregory Hallett is really the king of England or what? <laughs> That would be an interesting twist, and that was a compelling story, and it might uh, end up being true. And I don't know yeah. if they removed the crest from Buckingham Palace. I don't know if they're still living there or what, if that's just all ceremonial, but that is an interesting thought right there. Yeah, Big Ben, if that is uh, the symbolizing that it's not. Uh, they're also in sort of a interregnum. Uh, yeah, they are in an interregnum. And I, I don't. I didn't watch the coronation closely, but I'm pretty sure my brother Dave, Mr. Ignor Interregnum, who, who talked about it, pointed out that after the coronation, they left Buckingham Palace. They didn't yeah. go to Buckingham Palace. So if that's the royal seat, why did King Charles and Queen Camilla, oh my God, Alice, his <laughs> wife, Alice Cooper, I swear to God, Camilla Parker Bowles is really Alice Cooper in drag. I swear to God, that's, that's who it is. Why did they leave Buckingham Palace and where did they go? It seems yeah. odd to me. I would think when you were crowned coronated king that you would um, you would probably hang out in the palace, but it's almost like they've been kicked out of the palace. Brooks? By the way, you know there was a crowd there at the coronation. Yeah. But there was an even bigger crowd against the coronation. Right. But they weren't on camera. <laughs> right. And and they had there were there were Princess Diana. I think we showed this last week. There were Princess Diana posters in like every shopkeeper's window. The real queen, Diana. And uh, they actually, I understand the police were going around and arresting people that were protesting the king. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, good, great democracy you got there. Actually, I had a guy named Arlo White who calls soccer games for the, uh, 
for NBC for uh, English soccer games, blocked me because I said, you know, you live in a fascist police state, Arlo. He's that's enough, Mike. I'm not listening to you anymore. I'm like, literally, they can send you to jail for a tweet that somebody deems is racist. Okay, like if I criticized a black pet player, like say Raheem Sterling, <laughs> Sterling's a bum. The guy leaves more goals on the field than he scores. I could be considered racist and thrown into prison in Twitter uh, for for a tweet in in Britain, and that's what the left wants to bring to America, right, Blake? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they'd love to get the uh, the, yeah the social credit score, and they're talking about uh, a new agency, I do believe. Yeah, disinformation board. So they'll they'll (laughs) be looking to do that. Fines. It'll start with fines, and then they probably will start throwing people in jail. Oh, maybe they'll put Nina yank your dick in charge of it. (laughs) Crazy Mary Poppins. Yes. Nina, get your dick. Is that her name? <laughs> get your dick. All right. A uh, couple of things, guys. Uh, again, these videos do get taken down off of YouTube almost as soon as we're done to avoid the algorithms and avoid being uh, getting our channels blocked. Uh, I have lost Mike Barrett, too. It is lost and gone forever right now. I should get it off of our restraining list. Ooh, like, yeah. I do have, still have Mike Barrett 3 and Mike Barrett 333, though, for, um, for you guys to uh, watch. But uh, please do not forget that they will always be available on um, MikeBerra.blogspot.com where you can go and pick up like tonight's show and all of our more recent shows. Great advertising for the Alien event in Las Vegas. I'm going to be there. Brooks, I think you're calling in or are you coming Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll be there. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Alien event in Las Vegas in September. Don't also forget we are going to be, Brooks and I are going to be, in Spruce Pine, North Carolina, in about three weeks. That's uh, right. Tonight, right? Three weeks from tonight, Brooks, yep. June 10th, Spruce Pine, North Carolina, the UFO Expo. Brooks and I will be there, and I will be talking about um, – I'll be talking about aliens and UFOs and all that stuff, and Brooks will be talking about. Hopefully, he'll be talking about the Hollow Earth. That would be cool, right? Yep, I have a great uh, Hollow Earth presentation. It's uh, developed over the years. Uh, I'm also going to be speaking about that on the 24th in Grafton, Illinois, at uh, the Journey to Truth conference. Excellent and awesome Journey to Truth, uh, Grafton, Illinois, the 24th of May, coming up in a couple days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're right. Sunday. We'll get that uh, Hollow Earth presentation polished up. See, Hollow Earth seems to be big for you right now. You're the world's foremost expert. I consider myself to be the world's foremost, foremost expert on the moon hoax theories, and I consider you to be the world's foremost expert on the Hollow Earth. So, and I consider uh, Blake, TV's Blake Wally, to be the world's foremost expert on box wine. Technically yeah. speaking, it's planet. Anything else you want to claim, Blake? Anything else you might want to claim? Or uh, yeah. I'll think about that. I'll get back to you. All right. Uh, I want to point this out. I meant to put this in the show earlier. Um, I got some cool pictures of flying saucers. There's a flying saucer right there. It's, you know, every so often you get a great flying saucer picture. This is one. It's at, I believe this is actually over Ukraine, Brooks. Wait, show the picture. spectacular. Oh, you can't see it? Oh, I'm sorry. Stop sharing. Sorry. Share this tab instead. There we go. Oh, there we go. So this, I think this like yeah, flying saucer, in Seattle. This, this is somewhere over Ukraine. Um, and, and then we have this flying saucer. Um, I hope you guys can see the second picture now. The diamond-shaped yeah. object. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, that one is in Scotland. Uh, just kidding. That's the Space Needle yeah. in the first picture uh, through the fog. 
And that right there is actually the peak of a mountain called Farragon Hill, this peak right here in Scotland. So always be discerning, always be discerning, guys. All right, uh, Brooks, let's talk about, first of all, wait, let's go to the CBD Gurus. Do not forget, please, uh, to visit our wonderful sponsors, the CBDGurus.com, CBDGurus.com. You can go to the Wholesale tab, click on Mike B. Wholesale, get this week's specials, type in the discount code which is A-L-I-E-N, all lowercase, no capital A, no S on the end, just Alien, like the first Ridley Scott movie, not Aliens, like the, the uh, uh, James Cameron movie, Alien, all by itself, and get this week's specials, and you'll pick up some uh, Dinar and Dong and Bolivar along with your purchase over a certain amount. All kinds of cool stuff. Pet oil, the CBDGurus.com. They are amazing. Brooks, why don't you tell us about what's going on over on brooksagnew.com? And shit, wow. I just accidentally blew it out of there. Let me go back. Uh, and share great that. stuff. Well, first of all, we have Ivan and Roxy. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine in your medicine cabinet, you need to because they're all the time coming up with new stuff. But here's what we found out, and I've got this video on the website to, to uh, back this up. We found out that ivermectin can actually get the spike proteins off your blood. So if, you're, if you've been jabbed one, two, three, four times and you're paranoid about it, you should be because people between 20 and 50 are dying from this stuff. Yeah. You can get it out of your system by taking ivermectin. You can wow. get ivermectin without a prescription in 12 milligram doses, which, by the way, is four times what you're going to get from the other websites. Yeah, very potent. Yep. And uh, you get it without a prescription from my website, and it ships directly to you from the manufacturer. And uh, we have, I think the expiration dates now are in 2025. So this is great stuff to have on hand. It is, uh, it is crucially important, and you can get it at brooksagnew.com, uh, blog, go to the store, pick up the ivermectin report or the... Um, Roxy report. Those are very, very important products for your health. And TV's Blake Wally, why don't you tell us all about your stuff? What's going on over on the Next Level News with uh, <laughs> with you and Brian? Yeah, doing a couple of shows a week. It's called the Agree to Disagree Show. Yes, it's me and Brian. We've been working together for I guess ten years now. So uh, yeah. On and off, we cover the latest uh, news and current events on the uh, afternoons, typically around three o'clock Eastern. So if you guys want to check that out, I've been—I have my YouTube. Uh, I got another. I got a second strike on my channel, so I'm not yeah. broadcasting out of there. So we're building. We're hard to find, but you can find me on Twitter at TV's Blake Wally, or go to the site, and we'll definitely have an archive there if you want to go check that out. Thank you very oh. much. All right, and you totally rock and roll. Okay, um, we could talk about the border invasion. Oh, but, yeah. But, okay, apparently, Brooks, you want to talk about the border invasion? Um, Brooks, wow. why don't you start, and then we'll, we'll get Blake's thoughts on it. Well, as you know, we've had this since the end of um, Title 42, which allowed us to screen people for... Um, you know, COVID coming in, that ended and this wave of people began coming over. Now, of course, there are a lot of stories about this, but the one that really got to me, the one that really torqued me was the surveillance camera 
on a remote area of a chain link fence. And on this chain link fence, there was this gate. And in front of this gate, there was this line of illegals lined up on the Mexican side. How they got out there, when they got out there, I don't know, but everything was coordinated because what walked up on the American side of the gate was an American soldier in uniform, a female. And she unlocked the gate and opened it and let these illegals in. No rush, one at a time. Don't don't hurry. And right there in front of the gate was a bus to pick these people up and ship them off someplace in the interior. Now, this American soldier woke up that morning knowing that she was going to commit treason, that she was going to violate her oath of office to defend this country against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that she was going to go open that gate and let those people in. Now, the crazy thing, there are four things about this that really struck me. First, there was a patrol boat in the river right there in the shot. Second, here was this line of about 100 illegals lined up in front of this gate, way out in the middle of nowhere. Somehow they knew to walk all, all the way out there to get to that gate. Third, here was this American soldier who walked up and opened the gate. But the fourth was the crazy thing, was the camera. It wasn't a cell phone picture. It was a surveillance camera up on top of the fence above the barbed wire. And 4A is that that surveillance feed made it on Twitter within minutes of it being filmed. And I put all this together, and I'm going, why? Why was this government, Texas government surveillance feed put on Twitter? Was it because they wanted to show us there's nothing we can do to stop them? Was it to prove to us that they have agents, soldiers inside our own military betraying our country? against the orders of the of the governor of Texas? Was it to, to show us that there's nothing we can do? They're coming. We now have about 30 million of these illegals. And I'll bet you when they got on that bus, they got three things. They got a debit card, they got a snap card, and they got a voter ID card. Yep. And they're coming to a neighborhood near you. Yeah. Um it is pretty awful. It's pretty disgusting. And and again, this is why I do think, I mean, this summer is do or die. Basically, the future of this country is decided, I think, over the next three months or so, at the most, because this all has to be stopped. These people have to be moved back out of the country that came in here illegally. If, if the governor of Texas really cared, I mean, I, he would have called out the National Guard, sent them to the border. And, you know, I, I mean, look, it's time for somebody to go to war with the feds. That was right? the National Guard. That was the National yeah, Guard. The, I mean, they, they're not following his orders, and it's just – or those are his court-martialed. Yeah. She should be publicly court-martialed. Yep, yep. It's, it's crazy stuff. Blake, um, what do you think about the border invasion? What do you think the future is for our country if it's not – uh, reverse. Not, I'm not put to a stop, but it's too late to put it to a stop now. The, the invasion's already happened. What do you think happens to the country if it's not reversed immediately? Oh, we'll just completely lose ourselves. We'll look back in a few years and we'll be like, wow, our, our country has completely changed. The, the whole culture, people that are getting voted in, it just, it will 
not be the same place anymore and we're going to want it back, but it'll be too late. But maybe there'll be some kind of a national divorce. Maybe some of the states will do different things. Uh, a lot of these illegals are probably, uh, they're all being shipped to the ones that they catch are being put in the uh, sanctuary cities and they're getting overwhelmed there. And eventually I think maybe the people will finally say enough is enough. Why do we have the, uh, the open border? Um, we also have Marjorie Taylor Greene. I guess they had like an impeachment week as they called it. And she announced articles of impeachment on uh, Mayorkas for his uh, problems with the border as well as uh well, Merrick Garland and uh, Christopher Ray of the FBI. And Biden. And Biden. And Biden. So, yeah, something's got to be done or we're going to lose our country. Well, it's we, just, I mean, it doesn't make look, any sense. Yeah. Okay, like when Obama was president, he brought 70,000 Somalis in. Did he spread them out evenly across the country? No. He sent them to Minnesota in one yeah. area. And now we have a congresswoman from Somalia mm -hmm. in our Congress. Mm -hmm. who hates our country mm -hmm. that's yeah. just a type and a shadow people a type and a shadow you know in in 2012 in october right before the election with mitt romney and barack obama i'm watching tv and over and over and over again i'm flipping through my tv guide seven days in may seven days in may seven days like on multiple different channels they showed the movie Seven Days in May like a dozen times in the two weeks leading up to that election. If you don't know what the movie Seven Days in May is about, it stars Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster, and it is about a military coup attempt against the president of the United States mm -hmm. for selling out the country to a peace agreement with the Russians, et cetera. Now, you, you know, it takes the side that the civilian government is always right and the military should, but... It's about this military coup. And, and just a couple of little side notes there. Um, there is a character played by John Hausman, an admiral of, of like a Southern Mediterranean command who is caught up in the web and they find out that he's part of the plot and they force him, they, they, they say, you're either gonna resign or you're gonna be fired and, and prosecuted for treason. And he says, well, I'm not gonna resign. So they fire him and court-martial him, or they, their implications are going to court-martial him. Seven days before the election, Barack Obama fired the admiral in that exact same real position in the real Navy. And wow. I'm like, fuck me, there's two <laughs> coming. And my understanding is after obama stole the 2012 election and that's the first time i heard about about uh you know scorecard and what's the other piece of software um that basically sent all the votes to spain to be calculated and then on to germany and then they appear back on our websites they basically intercepted our vote because barack obama was as terrible a president as mitt romney would have been and as terrible a candidate barack obama was either going to lose that election or he was going to get out by the skin of his teeth and all of a sudden he wins by this ridiculous margin everywhere um when everybody was sick of him after four years so it's like i, I the rumor i heard was that the military was ready to basically take over in January of 2013. And they were held back because they went to Donald Trump and asked him to go run for president. And he said, okay. Otherwise there would have been a military coup then. And I think we guys, we're in a situation now where I don't think anything else is gonna save the country. Am I 
Well, I mean, what country are you saving? The 1871 country or yeah. the 1870 country? Yeah. The the yeah. original country was set up to be between, well, in those days, it was 20 sovereign countries, states. Each had their own governor. Each had their own system of election. They were democracies inside our country. After 1871, it was different. It was a corporation. And it ran like a government, uh, or ran like a corporation. And after, well, at the toward the end of World War One, in getting into World War Two, it began to become fascist. That is to say, the industrialists were running our government. Mm -hmm. And by the time Roosevelt was in, it was full on fascist. Roosevelt made no bones about being best friends with Mussolini. You could see him just kidding and cutting up all the time. And Truman was a full on fascist. Yeah. He loved fascism. He loved running the government like a company. And Carter codified the senior executive service, which is why we're in the situation we're in. So where are we at? I want to finish this up. We've gone way over time here. Uh, let's pivot once again to Durham. The Durham report came out this week, and yeah. it has a lot of interesting implications uh basically uh well let's see what's the meme i put out I, I put out a meme is it is it in my profile basically you know james woods is lamenting that uh, the durham report reveals corruption it points it points directly to the white house to the obama white house um let me see if i can find uh my media here probably not yeah here's the story on big ben not chiming um don't ask what this is it's crab cat it has it's a it's a crab cat. Uh, it's a uh, it's a Y files thing. Um, yeah, the greatest greatest team in the world. Um, okay, I was looking for this. I can't find it. Um, let's talk about Durham real quickly and what? Well, not we don't have to do it real quickly. The idea was put forth. The people are disappointed because there's no indictments in Durham's probe, and there's no indictments recommended. And it was put forth by Jen, 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 on, on Monday's show that, well, that's what you would expect because Durham investigated the Trump-Russia collusion. And, and the, the meme is the only two people who don't seem to be involved in Trump-Russia collusion are Trump and Russia. The only two parties <laughs> that don't seem to be involved in Trump-Russia collusion because what Durham found was treason. And he's not in a position to prosecute treason or even recommend all he did was find the information that these people had committed treason and it's up to somebody else probably the military speaking of military coups to carry out the trials for treason blake you got any thoughts on that and what did you think of the durham report in general is that does that line of reasoning change your thinking about the durham report at all or not I mean, yeah, I guess we didn't really know what to expect, and I'd love to see the, uh, the the grand slam where everything's out there. It's more than we expected, and he's going to uh, suggest that there's going to be you know, a whole bunch of uh, arrests or he's going to call for indictments, whatever. I don't – but he doesn't necessarily have to do that. And, you know, the fact is, is that it's it's a conclusive report. Nobody's disputing that. So that's what's good. Now we can really say for sure that the entire thing was a farce. It never should have happened. Russian collusion was BS, and it was a huge waste of our time and our money. And um, now things have to change because we can't allow these people 
too. I mean, they have, they've lost all their credibility. And now what do we do while they're still sort of in charge before we get a chance to hit them with the, at the voting booth again? But in the meantime, it's time for the Republicans to, uh, to make some action. So the ball's in their court. Uh, I think they're going to have uh, Durham is going to court, court appearance next week, I believe, on the 25th. And then we'll see what happens from there and then how things proceed. But, yeah, Obama's at the top. They all knew. They all lied. They all went on TV all the times that they did that. They either were knowingly lying and perpetuating a hoax on the American people or they're just were useful idiots. And I'm not really buying that. But we'll find out once they're uh, brought forth to uh, speak in front of the people in the people's house so yeah it's actually he's going to testify in front of congress next week um and i think it's up to congress or somebody else to maybe say to the military well this looks like treason why aren't you guys doing something about this brooks any thoughts about the durham probe before we wrap up well yeah i mean justice delayed is justice denied and war is justice denied so we are on the brink of war between the people and our government everybody feels it everybody knows it january 5th 2017 barack obama called a meeting in the white house in the oval office and samantha power and susan rice and james uh, comey chameleon and all these individuals were in there and they plotted to use the intelligence agencies of the United States of America to stop the presidency of President Donald Trump. That's treason. Everybody in that meeting should be tried, convicted, and sentenced accordingly for treason. But it's been so long. It's been so long ago. Oh, that was long ago. Why can't we just move oh, yeah. on? Yeah. Justice delayed is justice denied. And when Brooks says sentenced, he means yeah. this. We the people do not forget, and we will not forgive. Yep, yep. The people that need to bring these charges are the members of the Supreme Court. That's their duty. And they should do it. Um, I concur with uh, everything you said. And Brooks Agnew coming in with the obscure Boy George reference. Comey, 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 Chameleon. Comey, right. Chameleon. Let's sing it along. Let's do a little karaoke. Comey, Comey, Comey. I'm not going to do Boy, Boy George. George. But that's, yeah, that's boy, yeah. You know, you really would have to pay me a million dollars to go to a Halloween party as Boy George. <laughs> you really, you really, because first of all, I have to shave the beard. Hey, a Halloween party with me years. would be worth a million dollars. Took me 40 years to get this sucker, and I'm not giving it up now. So, All right, anything else anybody has wants to add on tonight? You know, this show is so different than the shows I do with Jen during the week. It's just, it's all news. It's all, you know, what's all rocks. We get a little into the weird, weird stuff because the weird stuff and the news are merging. You know, the, the, the lines between... The weird stuff and the real stuff, what we think of as the real stuff, they're converging and they're getting blurry and there's no line on the horizon. What do you think? Well, you know, I watch your show with Jen. Yeah. I just don't know how to comment. I don't know how to join in. Oh, well, are you on Rumble or are you on uh, YouTube or, or what? I'm on Rumble. I've been banned for life from YouTube. 
because my thoughts are so dangerous. Open up a new YouTube account and do it there. Well, you should be able to comment uh, in the Rumble. Are you you have a Rumble account, right? I do. Oh yeah. You should be able to comment. You want well, to come on? Sometimes send me a text. We'll be you're on when I'm at work. So oh, that's right. I kind of have you playing in the background behind my. Uh, that's right. That's right. That's not, that's why this show is on Friday nights because poor Brooks has to work. Whereas, yeah, I work seventy-two hours a week. Unlike uh, you know, whereas Blake and I just kind of you know kick back and do our thing. <laughs> you know, I, I work on the Y files. You know, that's my job now. Is, <laughs> is, is doing that. And uh, by the way, I was on the Y files Discord this morning. Got to talk to AJ for the first time. Great show. Watch that show, especially because coming up before the summer is over dr brooks agnew is going to be hitting you with the hollow earth stuff so watch that yeah. be sure to check out tv's uh blake wally on the next level news on the and the agree to disagree show during the week anything else either one of you guys wants to add before we we hit it on a friday night and i go watch sports for the rest of the weekend i think i'm good I think I you know, we, we need to get back to uh what we used to do what the the, the best of or the the top five or whatever. We that see was the top fun. five. That was well, fun. It, it was fun. We can we can get back to that uh, a little bit later. We're like we're way over time tonight. We're 90, 90 minutes of us us. We talked like a this is like a hen party. We sit here and just chat 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 and chatted between <laughs> the three of us, like we're like we're a bunch of ladies at a bridge at a bridge club meeting and we're just chatting away. Oh my god, <laughs> my mom used to have those. I'd come home and <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, we can bring the top five back. It's weird because I think with the top five, you almost need a fourth person. And I do yeah. like the feminine influence. It's too bad. Too bad Jenny flaked on us because Jenny would have been fun for the top five stuff. But uh, we'll see. We'll look at bringing that back, Brooks. But uh, right. people do not come here for the entertainment. Well, I mean, we could have talked Indiana Jones. Maybe we'll talk some movies one of these Ooh. weeks. The new Indiana yeah. Jones movie, I guess, is really as horrific as people thought it was going to be. As Doomcock. Yeah. My buddy Doomcock told you it was going to be. It's going to be bad. It's going to be woke. It's going to suck. And even though they tried to fix it, it's still going to suck. Dallas and Vegas won one end of the second period. You know, I, my Kraken lost. You know, the thing is, they didn't lose to a better team. They just lost to Dallas. The, they, there was a lid on the goal in that last game. Things like that just happen sometimes. I mean, they hit the post twice. Give me a break. It's too bad. But I'm definitely going to vote, 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 root, vote and root. Together is Voot. I'm going to Voot for uh, the Vegas Golden Knights in the hockey playoffs. And Manchester City is three games away from history. My favorite, second favorite sport, second favorite team in the world. All right, guys, thanks for being here. Enjoy your weekend. I'm going to get plenty of rest. Be back on Monday. The three of us will probably be back next Friday unless the country's under martial law and somebody has finally acted, which wouldn't be a bad thing. Uh, keep your eyes out for Big Ben chiming. Keep your eyes out for economic news. There's rumored to be some news out of Iraq this weekend. If we get that, that could be the start of the ball rolling. Cool. On the collapse so we shall wait and see that and yeah we've had some stuff here you know again china and taiwan i i have also heard from about the jasara stuff i was also told china and taiwan will be reunited but when they are reunited you it will you will think it's under the communist party but the communist party is going to be collapsed it's going to be under a new republic yeah because you know the ccp has a way bigger enemy than us yep they have the chinese people 
the Chinese people. Ooh. So, um, you know, let's hope and wait and see and keep our eyes out for that. Everybody have a great weekend. We love you. For TV's Blake Wally and Dr. Brooks Agnew down in North Carolina, you guys have a great time. Brooks, you have a great conference this weekend. Where is it again in Illinois? Grafton, Illinois. It's going to be uh, starting on Monday, ending on Friday. We're going to do a hike on the Indian Mounds. It's going to be awesome. Grafton, Illinois. If you can't afford to come, you can live stream it. Go to my website. The links are there. All right. And uh, maybe we'll see everybody in North Carolina in a couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely. One day. One day. What is it? 40 bucks? Yeah. It's like 40 bucks. It's the cost of a movie. Come out and hang with me and Mike. And Tom, and we're going to have a ripping blast. And we might drag Blake there, and Mark Z is going to be there. Oh, you want to yeah. Mark and hang out. Oh. It's going to be great. I, you know, Brooks, I'm going to put you together with Mark. And <laughs> by the end of it, you're going to believe in Nasara, and you're going to believe in the currency reset, and you're going to I'm, buy I'm some all in. I'm I all in. I promise you. I promise you. But it might happen by then, in which case you'll miss out. But that's okay. We'll take care of you, buddy. We're going to take care of you. <laughs> All right. All right. For all you guys, I love you very much. We will see you back here on Monday. Everybody have a great Friday night and be good to each other. Uh, right. Thank you. Don't be good to liberals, but be good to each other. Bye. <laughs>